everybody. Welcome to the Reading Radio Podcast. I am Jason. And I'm Alora. Today we have two very special guests. My mother. Hello! Heather Fisher and my little sister Zoe. Hey! You may remember Zoe from such episodes as The Percy Jackson, or Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and Heather from such episodes as The Penderwicks. Yes. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, a Hunger Games novel. Yeah, so I didn't realize this was coming out until you like had to have it while we were while we were out and about and had to go to Walmart and pick it up immediately. I've had it on my calendar for six months. I knew the date of when it was being oh released. God. Oh yeah, I requested it from the library like when it was on order three months ago. Sorry, no one told me. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Did you not send him the memo? Stay in the know. You didn't know either. <laughs> yes, I did. You talked about it. The good news was, while she was reading her book, I was able to jump on our local library's Hoopla and get the downloadable audiobook immediately the first day. So apparently nobody else was paying attention to that particular app, and I was able to listen to it, and we could all listen to it in the car, actually, while we drove. Yeah, I got yeah. the book the day of the release and read through, like, half of it in the first day. And then we listened to it on an audiobook while we were traveling. Yeah. yeah. So we're still at the very end of Corona season, hopefully the end. Um, we did do a little bit of road tripping for some various things. Um, past that, we've been in lockdown, so there's not a whole lot of new stuff to talk about, personal lives-wise. No, not much has changed. Although I will say, Be Better Tomorrow almost beat you uh, last month for downloads. So I'm coming after you this month. But they didn't. We didn't. So that's okay. And now you're bringing in the heavy ammo with me and Zoe. Uh, well, that's the thing. Anyway. The cuteness. are always the more popular ones. Yes, Lame. and I have a cute, and I'm the cute one. You there can't you. see that on audio. She sounds cute. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, let's get to the book. So I knew nothing about the book going in, other than you said it was a prequel about President Snow. And I got to tell you, my immediate thought was, I don't want to read about him. He's an idiot. He's a jerk. <laughs> It was. Could it be more wrong? No, he's, no. well, we'll get to that. But going into it, I was just like, well, I'll read it. I wasn't a huge fan of the Hunger Games. They're good, but they're not, like, great. <sighs> Katniss is really, like, one-dimensional and to me, so. Yeah, I can see that. So, Mom, your thoughts, first thoughts on the book. First thoughts on the book. We're in the spoiler-free zone, by the way. Spoiler-free. So, free. Yeah. so you'll know when we enter the spoiler zone. <laughs> I really liked seeing the background of Snow. I mean, you understand that he's just a heartless human being whenever it comes to the Hunger Games. But seeing how he got there... Little bit of pity? I don't even know if pity... Like, there's, you know, there's a okay, bit stop. of heartstrings. No, we're talking about what you thought before you read it. Like, no, spoiler no! Free zone. Fine. You gotta obey the rules of the show. First thoughts. My first thoughts was, oh my gosh, we get to know about President Snow and how he becomes president. This is going to be awesome. I thought yeah. your thoughts were going to be, oh dear Lord, Alora, stop talking about this book release. That was your second thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was excited for it. I love the Hunger Games. I bought the movies after a um, couple months of um, lawn mowing, but <laughs> I own all the movies and all the books. I'll probably own the movie for this one when it comes out. Are we sure that's happening? Do we know yep. anything about it? I already have the rights. Oh, so rights have been bought, but they haven't started production or anything. I don't think so. I could be mistaken. I feel that it's been cast. Like, 
right. Have to double maybe, check maybe that. Maybe we'll look that up here in a minute and, and think, come back Think around. it's been done. I didn't get anything on it when I looked up the cast for it, but I'm pretty sure that there is going to be a movie. Yeah. All right, so if you're going to if you're going to grade this book, actually, first of all, since this is Hunger Games, let's talk about age level requirement kind of thing because I would say this might have been a little darker. I'd go darker. dark. Just a slightly slightly darker than the Hunger Games, Zoe. It wasn't as descriptive, but yeah, it was darker. Well, much more on-screen violence. Are you putting the whole trilogy Hunger Games together? Because like first book. No, that's fair. So it gets a little darker as it goes. This one, I think, almost follows the trend. So if you put them in one through four order, the dark slope kind of increases through. Okay. So it's a little bit fair. darker than than this. Let series. me ask it this way: You're a mom. What age would you let your kids read this book? Zoe's twelve. And I was comfortable with that because she has read the other Hunger Games. And maybe that's a bit too soon, but because we are a heavy YA reading family and we've seen the movies, like, kind of keeping her included. So I would, I'd be pushing at the, the 12 if... A mature 12? Mature 12. I would, yeah, Definitely. Uh, from a reading, maybe be this ah. From a reading perspective, like how difficult the book was to read. Did you have any? You you listened to it though, didn't you? Yeah, I listened to it, but okay. There were a couple of words. This rarely happens that I had to go to mom or dad to. I remember you asking about something in the car, and I, when we were listening to it again. Mm. Like just an odd word. Like I knew what it was, just not something that is in day-to-day conversation. Yeah, so maybe I'd say a mature 12, if your kids have watched and read The Hunger Games before, it's not much darker, um, but it is slightly darker. Not, yeah. No sexuality references, not really a lot of language. It's less in love than the last ones. Yeah, so. not not really that, no language. So there you go. It's more... There is some drug use. Mm, but reference, that's, yeah. There was... Because Hamish did that, too. Yeah, I mean, Hamish was a walking alcoholic. Right, so... <laughs> so. Uh, scale of one to five, one being we should, are allowed. we should burn every copy of this book. Nobody should ever read it. Why'd they publish it? And five being everybody should read this book. It's mandatory. Point eights aren't allowed, right? Point eights are not allowed. Half, <laughs> half stars only. What would you give it? Uh, I'm trapped between a three and a half and a four. It is not a standalone. I would beg to differ. It has no significance without the trilogy. You could read it. You would not appreciate it nearly yeah, as much. It wouldn't True. have that drive. So, if you're t- talking about an independent, just as a book, as a decent read of seeing something that's going on, I would give it a three and a half. Putting it with the trilogy, giving it this backstory and this feeling, I definitely go for a four. Maybe four and a half, but I'm stingy. Okay, we're all stingy, I think. Alora, right, Zoe, you go. All right, Zoe. Um, I really enjoyed the book. For a view, if you've read The Hunger Games and you want to know more, four and a half. If you haven't read the book and it's just something that catches your interest, I would probably say one number. I have to put this all on the page. <laughs> <laughs> Three, because you know. I'll make it easy for you. I'm going four. Four. I think it was a good solid four. I agree with that. I think um, a four is a good, good number. Okay. Did you you're gonna write those all down or you do that in editing? I do that in editing. All right. I did editing. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the spoiler zone. <laughs> so if you have not read this book or you are sensitive to spoilers in any way, shape, or form, stop, go, and do it now. Go buy the book. Go get the book from your library. 
All right, we are entering the spoiler zone. So if you have not read this book and you are sensitive to spoilers in any way, shape, or form, put the book, put the podcast down. Go get the book or the audiobook. Read and listen to that. Get in front of it because we are not going to be held responsible for the fact that we're about to spoil the crap out of this book. <gasps> and we can discuss now. <laughs> Dramatic much? Okay, that's we have to his start thing. At the I'm the same one. Sometimes we jump into wherever we want to go. We could start in the beginning. We don't. We we just kind of no start. Can something. I can I say something? Sure. Why is Tigress his cousin? Why, Why is Tigress his cousin? Yeah. Well, how this works? <laughs> when an uncle has a kid. <laughs> I didn't mean literally like that. Just. No. The question is, why did it take me till halfway through the book? <laughs> To realize that it, Tigress is the same I just want to say, I told him that before you even started the book. I'm like, holy cow, they're cousins. I don't remember this. You were in your office. I don't remember. I was in my <laughs> office. I was working. That doesn't count. Yeah. All right, what okay. did you want to say? Highlight moment of the book? Sure. Highlight moment of the book, um, I really liked when Coriolanus walked in on Lucy Gray making the hanging tree like I love knowing the background of this song because Hanging Trees, I really like that song. So It's a dark song though. Yeah, and I'm learning in ASL. Anyway. Anyway, Mom, start point of the book. Start point of the book. And speak and up for the microphone. I have to maybe throw a curveball? Ooh. Dr. Gall. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's wrong with you? Listen, listen. do you want to know why? The umbrage of the series, guys. That's exactly why this dirty, like, mentally off her rocker, sadistic kind of the Hunger Games. Like, this is where this spurned from. Dr. Gold's baby's the Hunger Games? No, it was High Bottom that invented them. But she's yeah, the one like that put everything. Father. Yeah, but she's the one that put everything forward, and I think seeing that evolution of her crazy, equaling the and games. the change, the power that she has over the Hunger Games, and how she, her ability to manipulate people oh, is yeah. off the charts. And so I'm going with the bad guy award and saying highlight is. Dr. Gall and the evolution of the Hunger Games. Can I say one more thing? Sure. I like knowing the story of how the Hunger Games began with uh, High Bottom. Wait, what was yeah. it? Yeah. High is a Kite Bottom. Yeah. Him. I like knowing the story of how it began. Right. I'm going to bounce off of that and say the fact that the Hunger Games was an accidental project for a drunken, drunken school project put together. Yeah. It was just an interesting thing about it. Plot twist. Yeah. Not some militaristically planned out thing, but drunken, trying to get the school project done. This is what you come out with, then regret it later. It's probably why he's always the on rest of, yeah, yeah, the rest of your life, that not is just why. later. It's pretty clear. He was doing that to numb the pain of the fact that he caused this just Disaster. horrible travesty. And at that point, everybody... Anyway, I'm just talking about that in a minute. Uh, my highlight, my I'm a highlight. My favorite part was actually the early part of hearing President Snow's thought processes because I've recently read at least part of a book called 48 Laws of Power and it just goes into how people are manipulate how people manipulate and are manipulated and some of the steps and things that you do and it seems like he's read that book 
Or he could have written it's Robert Greene actually, but he could have read that book and wrote that book. He just thought about how everything he did and every interaction would affect the people around him. And it was interesting to hear that kind of thought process for somebody who's who's a instinctual reactor and not necessarily a thought Thinker. process right. like think it through what sh- what should you do and how this impact everything. Hmm. Um. So the the story opens up with finding out the background of the of President Snow and the Snow family and the fact that they lost everything during the war with District 13, which I thought was a great twist because they end up <laughs> he ends up costing him everything. District 13 costs him everything in the end anyway. I'm saying, I think I think that's why he has so much hatred. Okay. It just kind of adds end, fuel yeah. to the fire. I think you said it. What I would love to have had happen was if they would have just come out and said that uh, Lucy Gray changed her name to Coin. Mm. And I don't think that left was me. That. I thought one of them I said I didn't say it. that. If she would have become, which well, is totally outside of her personality, but to loop that all the way around, it would have been just or on the edge Coin's of too much. Or Coin's grandma or something. Something. Because you figure the timeline that's 65 years later, right? It, it never says, but, but I assume Coin's older. Not, I wouldn't say she's 90, though. Right, right. Coin, apparently Coin is, though. He's an old man. Snow, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Snow yeah, old. Coin. Um, I loved when they're talking about, like, Snow's landing on top, and they keep bringing that to the point, and then when High, um, Dean Highbottom, that's his name, um, realizes, like, he says to Coriolanus, do you hear that? That's the sound of Snow falling. Yeah, there's a lot of sn- good snow puns in there. Yeah, a very dad joke filled book. I, I don't know. I would say more like like snow always lands on top. It's kind of like the house slogan of the family. The motto. Yeah, their motto or mantra. Stick it in Latin, and it sounds much better. I'm sure we should look it up in Latin, and then she could use that. Um. Yeah, and then it goes on to talking about snow is getting a mentorship of the game mm-hmm. for the Hunger Games. And he goes on to say he doesn't really know what that means. And he finds out which district he's going to get. I also, like, back up a bit. Um, when he's trying to act high and mighty and older than he Well, not, I guess, older than he is. But still have the face of the Snow family. To, like, so people don't know what's happening to it. All about appearances. That it's crumbling. Which yeah. is kind of sad because he could never invite people over to the house. So there was a limit to his friendships. He thought of everybody as how he could use them as a resource. Mm-hmm. Like he is a wrecked, traumatized individual. I think by the t- by the end, he's just an utter sociopath. Like there's no other way to, to look at it. Socio mm-hmm. or psycho? I mean, it might be both. I'm not sure. He's crazy. Um, so a sociopathic psychopath. Yeah. I started out with this book thinking, all right, Suzanne Collins, you are not going to make me feel bad. For President Snow. <laughs> and so in the middle of the book, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she did it. I almost feel bad for President Snow. And then by the end, I went, nope, not anymore. <laughs> see, that's why I said that little bit of pity that you kind of start to yeah. see. No, I liked him as a character. I don't know if I ever felt bad for him. I don't get, like, I don't you think guys, so either. They took him too far. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I liked him. He took what too far? Like, they kind of had a good character, and I think that was kind of the point. They built up the tower. And then they swung an axe and made the tower fall. I mean, that's what needed to happen to get to the point of President Snow. It's kind of like Coriolanus and President Snow are two separate people until, at the end of the book, they're not. You can really see where 
Yeah. President Snow starts. The term they have in, in real politics is president-elect. So when you, you've won the election, but you haven't taken the office yet. Mm. Sorry about that. When you've won the election but haven't taken the office yet, you're the president-elect. And so I feel like that's kind of what he became. Like At that point, you knew he was becoming president mm-hmm. and how he was going to get there. But I don't know that it was because of him. No, I, it was Dr. Gall. I think it was Dr. Gall. Like, I think, again, that, that that's why I like it. She is that spine, that support of the Capitol that nobody sees. She is that foundation of manipulation and insanity. Speaking of which, what did you feel about those genetic projects that she was doing? Oh, that's Alora. so cool. <laughs> A little bit of CRISPR action making some... Weird babies. <laughs> I love the fact that they tied in the Mockingjays and Jabberjays into it. That's a mm. big part of the story. Having the Jabber Jays be the Avox's screams when someone walks <sighs> by. I feel like there was there was like the right amount of tie-in for like the Mocking Jays, the Hanging Tree, Tigress, Tiger, all these little things. Like you, every so often, you go, "Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's why that. Oh, that's where that comes from." Mm-hmm. It's not so much. Maybe you said this when we were having a conversation. It's not so much intertwined like. In Harry Potter, you have to go, she knew what she was doing from day one. I don't know that that's the case with this book. I don't know that mm. it's not. She could have easily retconned this book into The Hunger Games. I don't know that she had President Snow's backstory ahead of time, And I'm, but it's good regardless. Mm. Right, right. And right. those pieces are so brilliantly laid out. Like, you suddenly, whether he mentions them or not, you know, whether he lays those to Dr. Gala as needs for The Hunger Games, you suddenly know why... In the trilogy, those things are there, that everyone must view, that the prizes are present, that everyone needs a tracker, that at the end well, of the day, they the give you... Why all the mar- Mockingjays are killed. The Jabberjays are all dead by the end. They say it's from extinction, but now that I'm thinking about it, Coin was probably traumatized by those two, by them singing when people were hung. And hanged. Hanged. <laughs> clothes are hung, people are hanged. What if they're hung by their clothes? Whole different conversation. <laughs> um, and they're all gone. They say it's from extinction, extinction. but Coin probably found a way to get rid of them. Yeah. Snow, I mean. Yes. You keep getting snow, <laughs> no. and, snow and Coin confused. So it was interesting to see that the Hunger Games were not always the giant spectacle. Yeah. I don't know that I care about anything like, before we jump forward. Anything in the story before really the Hunger Games gets started. It was kind of his background introducing some of his friends, but I don't know if there was anything big. Nothing that's but there wasn't a long part of him before the Hunger Games. Right, that's why I'm yeah. asking. Is there anything to talk about before I, I jump think ahead? So. Um, I Grand Ma'am. I like the name. It's like the Grand Ma'am. Thinking of some like different names, like Tigers did, like Corio and Grand Ma'am instead of Coriolanus and Grandma. I think it's interesting. I just thought of this. Um, the way that the Hunger Games are presented in this book um, reminds me much more of the legend of Theseus. How it's this unspeakable thing. They don't talk about it. No one witnesses it. They just ignore it as, as much as they can. I mean, I mean, they kind of do that in the Hunger Games. But um, the author has said multiple times that's what this story was originally, like, the inspiration for it. You're going to have to remind me of the legend of Theseus. There's the oh. Minotaur down in the maze that was... And so they send 14 people from Athens to go feed it once a year. Ah, uh, okay. So Theseus, the prince of Athens. Got it. I'm with you now. Right. 
but it, it, so it was interesting to see, like you said, people didn't watch it. Nobody cared. It was gruesome. Even the people who were in the Capitol were kind of like, this is wrong. Like, Ugh. This like is yeah, bad. they were traitors and stuff, but this is too much. And then by the end, they like, by, by the Hunger Games, they're like, woohoo, party and murder! Woohoo! What do you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like quite the change, in which we find out Snow had all, everything to do with, but it was, it was interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dr. Gall as well, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Some strings pulled, puppets manipulated. So they introduce, at the Reaping of Twelve, Miss Lucy Gray. From the get-go, this character, instead of going straight up to the stage, the way parts for her, she goes through the crowd to this girl, pulls a snake out and drops it down a dress, then, like, dances up to the stage and starts singing. Just... You can tell she's not seen and she's something completely different by the beginning of it. It's amazing. Yeah, especially when she sings and they let it happen. <laughs> and it's like, why not? And, and the peacekeepers are fine with it. like As fine as they can be. You know, right. Like then the mayor comes out because it was his daughter that she did the snake. Which you find out why later. They, there was kind of a blood feud thing happening. But yeah, like that happening and then them bringing... That's weird they bring them in like a cattle car basically yeah yeah that was so much more again that comes the dark like seeing how they were treated you know the 75th and like pigs for slaughter yeah and then to see them like trapped in a zoo with poison and getting bit by animals and no food no food it and then the 75th it's in like it's big, luscious, new uh, arenas every year because you don't want to use the same arena. You can't use the same arena. Well, the, the capital's much more economically stable in 75 mm-hmm. years. True. Part True. of this is everyone is still recovering from the war. It's only been 10 years. So the economy's still crushed. People are still trying to figure things out. They don't have a lot of money. But I go back to our original conversation with the Hunger Games. There's just no way this happens. There's no way that's part of the terms and conditions of a surrender. I'd be like, yeah. nope, we're going back to war and you can kill us all. There's no way I'm going to let that happen. I, I could put that suspension of disbelief aside. The person higher up didn't have kids. It had no value. It doesn't matter. Because that, that, as soon as that news comes back, you, the, we're back to war. The riots. I'm not yeah. turning my guns in. Sorry. <laughs> we don't have terms anymore. We're going back to killing. Yep. They never did, did they ever say what turned? Because it sounded like the capital was really in trouble. And then the then all of a sudden they won the war, but they never really discussed what happened. Was it Sejanus's family? Did they do something to change everything? Like, did they switch sides? Never. I don't recall. Okay. Did it, it say anything? It says Sejanus's family had. They were arms and munitions. Yeah, from two. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Didn't really go into much detail of how the war happened, but I never like understood quite understand how it affects the capital until now and then you can realize like all the fancy dresses and like, everything from the capital wasn't actually there 70 years ago it's almost like the rubber like the pendulum swung back too far you're at the peak in the middle then you sink down to nothing and then you go way too high the next time with the way, like, they outdo themselves in the next series. Right. With all the extravagance and the altering. And they complain when, you know, 
one specific food is out when there was barely any food then. What do you think about that? We've gone through that in our culture, right? My fa- my parents were Great Depression people. So there was a, we don't know where the food is coming from. You don't throw anything away. And now we totally don't live like that. We've swung to that other end of extravagance. Hmm. It doesn't take a, genera- a full generation to even go from that, from one thing to another. In fact, you tend to see it happen quickly because those people who went without swear that their children will never go without and spoil them all the more. And so it happens faster in that direction. But I guess coming down would be slower, wouldn't it? Well, usually it's economic problems that cause that downturn that you don't really have control over. Yeah, so it's normally quick. And that's what catches everyone unawares. And then you don't know how to deal with it. So we haven't talked about Tigress. Yay, Tigress. So I think it was a very interesting character. The fact that she's the one person I think that really loved and that's that loved snow and that snow loved and they never address the whatever happened that, that causes that they're not close mm-hmm. come maybe, the hunger games maybe she'll write another one maybe i hope so that's like the only question i have burning but it was it was awesome to see somebody like he had a mother even though he didn't like somebody kept looking after mm. him sacrificing for him trying to, to push to see him succeed i can only think that she found out about lucy gray somehow and that's why because yeah. she couldn't handle him being a murderer. The interesting part was that she's only two years older than him. We don't know that Lucy Gray is dead. Oh my god, she's dead. Oh my god, she could be in District 13. She's dead. We don't know that she's dead, and she didn't kill. She didn't aim to kill. She did not punish to kill. Nope. Okay, we're jumping to the end now, apparently. Yes, she talked. They said she set it up in the book that she always had dealt with the snake. She knew how to catch him. She knew how to find him, and she used him as a weapon earlier. She set that snake to to try to kill him. Now maybe it was a test. Like may, she was like, "Well, I don't know what it, he's acting a little weird. Let's see what's going on. I'll put the snake in. If he comes after me and tries to pick up my scarf, then I'll know." That's the best case scenario I could give her. Otherwise, she was trying no. to kill him before he killed her. She is trying to run away. The orange scarf token falls off. They're, they're in the woods. Why would a snake be in a bush? Honey, it's the woods. Snakes can be anywhere. What episode number will this be? 29? Reading-radio.com slash 29. When you listen to this, <laughs> go into the comments and tell my wife she's wrong. <laughs> or tell her she's right. Either that way. won't happen. I just want this glimmer of innocence that Lucy Gray holds. The rainbow that she shines through everything to... Hold through. Mommy, she I'm did, sorry. But she had, she had to work out for the little kid, Maud Ivory, because she was running away too. If Snow said something, they Maude. were all gone. The only reason she did that, she did it to save everyone else because they were all trying to get away from 12. No, they weren't. It was just Lucy Gray and Corlinus. Maud Ivory wasn't going with her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was she was just the two of them. Well, then she was doing it intentionally. I was trying to give you a back. No. I'm just, no. I. I really don't think so. All right, let's talk the Hunger Games portion. Sejanus? Sorry. No, we can talk about Sejanus. <laughs> he was also Sejanus. a little bit off his rocker in a different way, though. Yeah, he... Very there's traumatized. Only, there's only so much bleeding heart a poor, I-don't-like-my-daddy character can have. And he was just off the loopy end. Like, well, he has, a, he has an unattached father. He has no friends. And an overbearing mother, suffering all the trauma of the war, and then being ripped away from everything and thrust into a world that doesn't like you. Like, he's got to be messed up. And then seeing your friend 
well, I don't even know if Marcus was his friend, being hung up the way they did that, like, that's just... Well, think about it. He also grew up, well, they said he came to the capital a certain age. Maybe it was before he was eligible for the reaping, but he grew up in the shadow of the Hunger Games. This could be me. It's not like the capital kids that feel that they're safe and so they can laugh at it and joke about it. This is the option, like, every one of us could be. If he wouldn't have gone in, he was only, like, eight when the war ended because he was the same age as Cornelius. So that could have been him if he was Coriolanus. <laughs> but why... Why why throw yourself into the pit of the Hunger Games? Like, there's just some part of those of suicide mission moments. And part of it was, I think, attempted suicide. He he saw no way out, and the only way he could make a statement was to do something crazy like that. I don't know. They, they never really got into his thought processes, because, again, the whole world revolved around Corio. Right. How? So, with Sejanus, after he got hung... How did Lucy Gray figure out that the third person he killed... We're jumping to the wrong portions. Fine. Yeah, try to stay in one area. <laughs> it makes the conversation easier to have. So, so yeah. the games. Games, right? Gamies. <laughs> it, it was weird to hear it described as like this barbaric, primitive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can imagine cavemen beating each other <laughs> over... Territory. Oh, yeah, and that was it felt like the first time they ever had any outside influence like the Matations. Like it was a new thing for them to try to incur to encourage some excitement where now they can force the people together, they can control their movements. So the hung, what were some of the points in the Hungarians where we could see where where things came about? Flickerman mm-hmm. was the first and they decided to keep him. Um, not knowing if the tributes were dead or not, so they ended up injecting them with some sort of tracker so they could track their statistics, right. their vitals. What else? Well, two parts. So the trackers, but then also the tributes didn't know who was dead or where the they, they stood. So it was the, the cannons sure. also. Yeah, the projections. Yeah. Um, and the projections in the sky too, I guess, so you know who. Arenas. Did they call them tributes in this book? I can't recall. Because I'm wondering, like, tribute has a little more flair to it instead of sacrifices. I can't remember what term they used in this book now, but it just, just suddenly came to me. Like, yeah, I think it might have been tribute. More that celebrity status that you'll live on forever kind of thing, but all right, maybe it's nothing. So what else What else did we notice in The Hunger Games, the things that came forward? The sponsors. That sponsors. Was time. That was new. Yeah, and you, you, know, you can tell that they perfect the drones as it goes. Yep, the interview process gets a lot bigger and brighter. What the mentors have the capability to do. Mm. The fact that, um, well, back to the drones that I forgot to say, that they got hacked. Right. Um, So then what we don't see, but then we know that comes to fruition, is what it does for the winner. Right, right. So the provision for the district... Uh, upon the immediate win, the new home in the Victor's Village. In the Victor's yeah. Village. Sorry, I was looking for like Easter egg stuff, like the things you went. Oh, that's why, not the things they explicitly said. I, oh. tried, I thought we'd talk about other oh. stuff that there was. Where it's like, oh, that must be why this happens. That's hmm. why this happened. Explicitly, the arena they built so they can tell, they can see where it is. The cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the cameras. The cameras are at the touch. There's no hiding. And the microphones, too. Yeah. Okay. What else did you have written down there, Mother? I think we covered most of everything. 
I mean, <sighs> the hanging tree really carried a significant portion of seeing it written and then knowing that Corio knew that song. So when Katniss is singing it and it is being played, that just had to... I don't think it did. I don't think it bothered him a dang bit. Are you serious? No, he's a sociopath. Didn't bother him at all. No emotional connection anymore. It didn't grind at him. It didn't just make him all of that more irritated and angry only, at Katniss. Only as far as he, she was something he couldn't control. That's the only thing that bothered him. But that's bringing up Lucy Gray. Nope. Something else he couldn't control. I don't think he, ah. he He controlled her enough to get her out of the picture. She never showed her face again. Not a problem anymore. Mm. I think he went full... I mean, even the, at the end, when he's talking about, if I do marry, I'll marry somebody I hate so that I don't have to be controlled like that anymore. Like, okay, you are strictly looking to gain power and prestige. You're a, psycho, you're a sociopath with no emotional connection, which may be why Tiger hates him now. He probably turned into a complete jerk to her. Wouldn't be surprised if he poisoned the grandmam to get her out of the way. No way, because that's... Ma has someone to take care of. I don't know. I think you go too far. Okay. Next book. As long as she wasn't a burden or an inconvenience, she's safe. But the minute she started to cost him money or embarrass him, she would have bumped off. Some natural cause of the old age. Convenient little accident. Just like High Bottom. He didn't murder High Bottom. He just gave gave him a convenient out. Gave gave him the ability to kill himself. Yeah, no. He's He's gone. Yep, no. I it's interesting that. seeing the thought processes with it, too. Maybe that's the whole tiger situation. I, who knows if we'll ever know. Come on, Suzanne Collins. Not that you work for me or anything, but write the second book so you can find out what happened from his <laughs> rise of power. Put it in the movie. Yeah, maybe. Put it in the movie. Just have the fight between him and Tiger so you can find out what it's about. That would be Yee! awesome. Yeah! Um. What else do we need to argue about? Anything for the end here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucy Gray is innocent. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I... Oh, you have Bruce song down there, too. That was down in the meadow. Deep in the meadow. Yeah. Deep in the meadow. Deep yeah. in the meadow. I didn't realize that was a connection to Rue. I also I think it. it mentioned that she sung that song to Maud Ivory when she was sick. And I think it was the same sickness Prim had when Katniss sung that to her. Are you guessing, or is that something indicated in the book? I don't think it's indicated, but it said the sickness, and I'm pretty definite it was the same one. Okay. If I not, Lucy Gray's song was interesting, the one she was named after, how it talked mm-hmm. about the girl falling off the bridge, but they never found the body. Right, she's, it, well, she disappears. It same reminds us of the Gray. end, and yeah, yeah, so what actually happened? All right, so she went to 13. She was killed by her own snakes. Huh? I think the end went really fast. Like, I don't know if she was running up against a deadline or a word count. It felt to me like all of a sudden it just, he, he sees those guns and now he snaps and it's all downhill and fast from there. Like, he went from, no, we're going to run away together and yeah, I hate the outdoors, but this is going to work too. That's it. I've got to murder the love of my life. To sna- he, he, yeah, he snapped really fast. Like, half hour turnaround. Right. In real time. That was the only complaint I had about the book. That part just felt forced, I guess might be the word for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, again, this is this is me trying to find the good in humanity. If he would have been... If she would have left the, the hobble, the space that they were in... The shack? The shack. 
and he would have gotten bit and then started having these thoughts, right. you know, then I could have that humanity feel of maybe it was poisoning his brain, maybe this is what sends him <laughs> off his rocker and it's poisoned him, but he still lives and that's why he's insane. But Nothing. that's not it. And they no. even said when he gets checked out that it, there was no venom. Nope. Like something, a drug. Maybe he, he touched... Like if there was a drug involved that he accidentally touched or took or something that would have caused him to be delusional and paranoid, that would have made that could have helped. The stuff he brought in, maybe something was the wrong bottle. High Bottom was trying to get Sejanus out of the way just because he didn't like him, and he touched it, and it got into his system somehow, making him trippy. No. Okay, again, Stretch. we're stretching and making stuff up. <laughs> if she had said that in the story, then we could have. It would have made. Better sense. sense, right? But yeah, that downward spiral and then just spraying bullets. He's a soldier. I mean, not a great shot, but he, he knows better, right? And so yeah, then he goes back and he's out, and then oh hey, all of a sudden I'm in the heir to the the Janus's fortune, and oh, oh that was such a low blow. Like, well, that's why I say he's complete sociopath. No guilt at all. Who's like, nope, this works out well for me. I'll take it. Like, no guilt, no no apprehension, just slime all the way down. I've got grandmam and I've got a mom and Tigress is here with me and now I'm the heir and let's let's roll with this. Yeah. There's there's this little part of me that really wanted to see him go to officer's training. Like there, I why? I don't know. Like you wanted to hear the story or you wanted to I want I guess in my head I could see the trail of how going there would then get him to be President Snow. Yeah, I think that would have almost been a better way. No, because he come, he becomes the hero of the Capitol by by being the brain behind the Hunger Games. He brings, and all of that brings the Capitol back to its glory. And then, of course, he murders everybody in his way. So I think it was an interesting tie-in from Finnick's story about him. The improv there, just to, like, to see the first step. Finnick? Yeah, Finnick tells about the poisoning. Oh. And that's how you know about it in the third book. One at a time. You can't both talk. So it was interesting to see, like, the first part play out. All right. I thought you were referencing Finnick in this book. Like, Finnick's not going to be born for, like, 40 (laughs) years, but okay. All right, final thoughts? Um, It was a great book. I loved all the depth into his character. I think they rushed a little at the end as well. But I like tying in that Sejanus also became a peacekeeper after that happened. I just, I liked it. It was a great book. I enjoyed it. What happened to Tigress is pretty much all I have to say. Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait for the movie. I'd love a second book. And Lucy Gray is innocent. Great book. Hurries up at the end. Uh, Lucy Gray is guilty. Is guilty of protecting herself. I mean, I'm not saying that she was wrong in trying to take him out, but she tried to take him out, <laughs> and hopefully escaped to 13 to give birth to a child named Coin, because that would just be the ultimate in irony. And President Snow is a sociopath who doesn't deserve to breathe. All right, how's All that? Right, Lucy's Lucy Gray's alive. Reading-radio.com/slash 29. Is that what she said? Slash 29. Tell Heather she's wrong. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and happy reading. Bye. 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 Bye.